He's an old head. Youngins are really starting to get on my damn nerves. He's a purveyor of nonsense. He's a Georgia high school coaching job influencer. His favorite Bible verse is Jesus wept. He's the man of constant sorrow, Chris Lamb. Welcome to episode 15 of Sun Coaches Podcast, and today we're at the Nike Coach of the Year Clinic in Orlando, and I'm blessed to have the opportunity to talk to Coach Alema Teo from Salt Lake City, Utah. He is the head of the All Poly, what is it, All Polynesian Football Camp, and um, Coach, I, I just met you about 10 minutes ago, and I cannot wait to hear about what you do uh, how you provide for these young people and the opportunities that you have, and just uh, t- tell me a little about, about yourself and what you got going on. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be here on you guys' podcast. Uh, uh, my name is Alema Weavatel. I'm uh, originally from American Samoa. I come from a family of 17, uh, traditional Polynesian families, real big, you know, so nine boys and eight girls, and uh, <laughs> I am uh, number 15. You're one of the babies. I am the one of the younger stock, no no doubt. And so uh, I uh, played high school football in American Samoa, a school called Leone, Leone High School. Uh, and, uh, you know, I served a LDS mission in, also in the islands. Then after that, I came over and played football at the Snow College in southern Utah. Uh, got into coaching over there and, uh, you know, uh, and after I graduated with my bachelor's, I decided to, you know, get into high school coaching. And um, it was there I decided to uh, develop the uh, the All Poly Football Camp as we know it now. This is going to be our 25th year. Uh, and uh, and the reason why uh, I started that is, uh, you know, early in my educational career, I was called to the state office. And uh, in the state of Utah, you know, Utah is one of the most highly populated uh, uh, states with Polynesian people. And so uh, I was one of three educators that were Polynesian. And so they invited me and another buddy of mine to, uh, to go in and uh, sit in on a meeting uh, to address some of the concerns they have in the community. And so uh, we went in and uh, heard the spill. And uh, basically what it came down to is uh, there was a big concern about the uh, success rate of our students in, in that are entering the high school level a lot of them were not finishing in fact uh, the number was a 65 percent failure rate uh, back at, during that time and a lot of it had to do with uh, kids who were you know c- came from families who were first generation you know parents have never been through the system you know and they're just trying to figure things out themselves and so uh, we had a lot of issues uh, of of kids understanding what the process looked like. And so, and because myself and uh, Coach Mangalay, the other coach who was with me, we're, like I said, we're, we were the only two educators that were Polynesian in the state at that time that I know of. They looked to us for kind of guidance and uh, on uh, what, what we could do to motivate the kids, right? right. So, <clears throat> Well, and having moved over, yeah. I mean, you had first-hand knowledge of what it took and what it was like and – Struggle, you know, what you went through. Exactly. You know, my parents, you know, shoot, none of them finished high school. I mean, they came over. 
my my family was one of the original uh, Samoans who came across the ocean in the fifties, and uh, so and their English wasn't very good. They had to work work very hard, I, you know. And in, in the first generation era, a lot of the Polynesian parents, the process was go to high school, graduate, get a job, support the family, and so that was kind of the trend. Uh, back then and during that time is as you grow older, you know, your job after high school was to get a job and could contribute to the family bills and whatever that entails, you know, sports weren't really a high priority, you know, and it was very blue collar. Yeah. Just very, work, blue, very blue collar. Take care of family. Yeah. It was, it Which is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> family first, you know, but obviously, you know, uh, you know, you're, you know, a couple of, you know, decades later, you know, where, I mean, this is, uh, this is the 90s, right? I mean, we're, you know, we're still struggling, you know, and that was a big concern. And so uh, when they approached us, I mean, the only thing I knew, hey, I'm a football coach, man. I know, I know this for a fact. Our kids, they can play football. They play football very well. So my pitch to them was, you know, we need to use football as the hook. Right. All right, let's get those guys going. Let's, let's, let's use the football deal as a hook. Uh, to to get them interested, and then I'll bring in and see. You know, I, you know, my I I had coached at uh, at uh, Southern Utah after college and uh, University of Utah as a GA, and I coached at a junior college out that way for a few years. So I had some college experience, and I worked a lot of college camps uh, during my high school career. So uh, I knew some people at that level, and I, you know, a lot of it were the the Polynesian guys that uh, yeah we've grew up you know grew up through the the football uh, profession, so to speak. And so uh, I told him, hey, I'll, I'll reach out to some of my buddies and uh, I'm come in, we'll do a football camp and uh, we'll use that platform to encourage our kids to do better in school and to kind of uh, learn how to use football to, to advance them in life. Right, you know? provide, provide more yeah, opportunities. Exactly. Right. And so we did that, right? You know, and uh, but but the interesting thing was when I, you know, when I came back, they we had to go back a second time to kind of present what we would consider doing. And I told them, hey, I'm a football guy. That's my lane. Right. I, I, I know a handful of guys at this level. Uh, I know that our kids love to play football, so I wanted to use this as a way to, you know, uh, encourage our kids to get going. Well, we ended up getting kind of turned away. You know, from the state, they said, "Well, you know, your deal's not academic enough." That was their big concern. We didn't; they felt like we were focused more on football, but they they didn't they didn't quite grasp the the vision that I had. You know, hey, the football is the way we're going to send the message. To the right? Guys. Yeah. The hook, as you yeah. said, and we do that every day with you know kids that aren't from Samoa, and you know because. <clears throat> You've got to find something to interest a yeah. child yep. that's not academically interested and make them understand, hey, baby, if you want to do this, you're going to have to do the school as well exactly. to do this. Yeah. And then you got them. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. Well, you know, your coach, that connection's vital. You know, I mean, kids would just assume, shoot, F you off if they don't like you. you right, know? yeah. So you can find a way to connect. Uh, build that relationship. Build that relationship and, and encourage them, you know, that – that that would really really work out for you, you know. And so my my approach was, you know, we'll use college coaches that are Polynesian to come in, go through fundamental stuff, teach them teach them 
new ways to improve their game and then send a strong academic message. And, uh, and that's what we did. That's what we did, and, uh, and, and it was very, very effective. And, uh, in fact, uh, Utah was not very uh, – well, it wasn't a hotbed like a, like a Florida or California or Texas in terms of recruiting. But right now, when you're talking uh, recruiting uh, athletes – you know, Utah's now moving up the ladder in terms of uh, a hotbed for recruiting kids. Uh, and so I've, you talked to a lot of the coaches who've been in the game who've recruited out th that way. They will tell you that uh, one of the reasons why they started coming out is because of how we started our camp that promoted uh, the, the Polynesian athlete. Well, who were some of the earlier kids you had come through your camp that ended up going on to – to make it that people might have might recognize. Well, let's see now. Well, I, I can tell you that the current ones, man. My, that, 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 well, it's twenty five years. Yeah, twenty five years. Is and a long we're both time. old heads, and so we were just <laughs> we were just focused on getting into college. But, right. Uh, yeah. So Penny Sewell with the Detroit Lions. Yeah, that dude was a four year All Star for us. Puka Nakua. You know, I mean, those are the two big names, and right now in our community, uh, also we've had uh, AJ Epinesa. With what the Bills, you know, starting defensive end over there. Uh, obviously, uh, let's see who else can we can uh, talk about that's in the league right now. Simi Fihoko is a receiver. Who's the uh, best you ever saw? That nobody, I mean, people might not recognize the name, but like, who's one of the best? Like, you saw him and you're like, this kid is special. You know, he's playing linebacker right now for the uh, Chicago Bears, and that's uh, Noah Sewell. I mean, he 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 played offense, he played defense, he dominated every year. He's just came a to football player. He's just a heck of a football player, right? And so, you know, he he played at the at the University of Oregon, you know, but uh, you know, all the brothers, all the Sewell brothers have come through. Uh, Gabe, uh, you know, Penne, uh, Nephi, and. But Noah's the youngest one, but that dude, when he showed up to camp, man, he brought it, you know, and he he did it on offense, he did it on defense. I mean, we one of his last camp there. I mean, you know, he's a five star guy, you know. I mean, he, he didn't need to come to the camp, you know, because he was already. But no, oh man, I, I you know he loved to come into the camp every year. It was like it was like a reunion every time our right. kids show up. Well, I, I imagine mean, after twenty five years, the relationships you've built. <laughs> And it being all poly football camp, yeah, they feel like it's a brotherhood. I mean, it's more like you said, family first, and coming from big families, and you have the Polynesian tie. I mean, they they probably feel like, you know, I want to be a part of this camp because these are my people. I mean, not saying that any kind of way, but yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. Like these are my guys. I mean, exactly. these are my boys. I'm gonna hang out with my guys. So what we were finding out over the years too, right? And the word started getting out because mainly we were just kind of in that area geographically, Utah, California. You know, just kind of those those communities were coming out. Then all of a sudden, we're getting dudes from Texas. We're getting guys from New York. We're getting, you know, their Polynesian families who heard about it, who kids whose kids play football, like the Epinesa guy. They live in Edgewardsville, Illinois, you know, but they came out every year because, you know, shoot, they wanted to test their kids against the other Polynesian kids, right? right. It was that's, a competition with yeah, them. that's and, awesome. And, uh, you know, you know, so, so many, so many relationships have developed over the years. And, uh, I mean, we were, 
I mean, we were literally averaging anywhere between 80 and 100 offers per camp. You know, college, because our camp, the college coaches worked it. Right. So, I mean, you know, Steve Sarkeesian is one of our guys that's always worked it. Jim Harbaugh used to bring his staff up from uh, Stanford. You know, he was always coached quarterbacks. Uh, she's Robert and I, you know, he's out this way as an OC, I think, at Syracuse. Uh, man, I mean, there's been a whole mess of them, you know what I mean, that, that have come through. So we, we'll get anywhere between, you know, 40 and 80 college coaches from all over the country that show up and coach these kids up. Well, during these camps, do you, do you guys – I'm sure you spend – time with them going over other things other than just football i mean do you, do you have an yeah. element where you discuss you know what's next as far as maybe not necessarily financial planning but just having a plan for you know the college level and preparing themselves academically and things like that yes we do have an academic component uh you know prior to covid we used to bring them in it was a complete session it was indoors we had breakout sessions but then when the COVID thing hit, you know, they eliminated the big groups like that. And right. So we weren't able to bring them in like that anymore. So what we did was uh, uh, at the beginning of each session, you know, our academic guy would come up and, and, and hit each, uh, some different phases of, you know, the ACT, the clearinghouse, you know, the, you know, the college culture and how to prepare for that. So it always we carve out some time right. to make sure that we're able to send that message so kids know. And we also had a would have a booth with a bunch of information available. And then he sends out a link to every one of our applicants uh, regarding some of the key things to some reminders regarding the academic calendar, what they got to be prepared for going into their senior junior year. And so, yeah, so we put a big emphasis on the academic part of it, you know, I mean, you being a coach, obviously, we all understand that, you know, you can't pass the class. You're not going to be able to uh, get on the field. Right. So, yeah, so we sent a pretty strong message that way as must well. be pretty awesome, too, that, that you can help these young men, you know, you kind of have an idea of where to put them, like where, where they can go play, where yeah. they can get in at, where you can send them. Like if they're still looking, you can say, hey, Absolutely. man, this guy's looking, and we think you can play here and – and I mean, you're probably an invaluable resource for a lot of coaches that are looking, you know, for even if, if whether they're Power Five, G Five, or D three. So we're the we're basically the, you know, the 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 network where coaches will call. They'll call me up, coach. You know, did you have anybody at the camp that fit this? You know, I mean, we're looking for interior linemen, or we're looking for linebackers. You know. Obviously, when you talk about Polynesian players, you're looking a lot at the at the front guys. You're looking a lot at the box, you know. And so uh, I get a lot of calls asking about those types of players and, you know, uh, if they've come through or if we have any information. So, And then uh, because of the camp, we also started the Polynesian Coaches Network. Uh, and we this will be our, our 20th year in existence. And, uh, I mean, we... We come together at the AFCA convention every year. Jimbo's part of it too. He, you know, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll have our own uh, professional development meetings. You know, breakout sessions and all that stuff, and uh, just kind of you know network with each other and uh, share information. You know, uh, you know, for the Polynesian guys, it's it 
they just like to get together and, you know, uh, reconnect with everybody, you know, so uh, that has been very beneficial for our kids as well as a network we've created with the college coaches. And so, well, because culturally it's very unique. Yeah. I mean, I was sharing with you before, man, I, I grew up in Augusta, Georgia and spent my whole <laughs> life here and not just from a Polynesian standpoint, but just from a Utah standpoint, yeah. it's just a totally different universe to me. And, you know, we were, we were talking about uh, the head coach at BYU is going to be here at this clinic. And if, you know, given the opportunity to speak to him, which, uh, you know, it would be awesome, but getting to talk to you is even more awesome because <laughs> you have more of a connection, you know, a 25 year camp going on. Yep. that's you know, purely focused on Polynesian guys and we were laughing, going, "Yeah, if you want to recruit one of these kids from Georgia, you better explain to his mama how you do barbecue." <laughs> and we understand that you cook it a little bit differently, yeah. you know, just exactly you know, things like that. I mean, I'm sure when you guys get together, you get to revisit, like, oh because it's, yeah. it's you know, just different. Yeah, the, you know, everybody reminisces. You know, we bring in food, and you know, we just sit around and uh, you know, talk a lot of stories about stuff what's going on, and uh, mainly just reconnecting because a lot of our coaches. They've known each other since they were kids, young men, you know, and through community stuff. And so now, you know, Kalani, Kalani, uh, man, Kalani, I knew Kalani when he was a player at BYU. He was a GA, then went to Eastern Arizona, then Southern Utah, and, you know, went up to University of Utah, to Oregon State, and, you know, and, to, and just kind of follows his career everywhere he's been. And he, he's always been a big support of us, and those guys do a great job of uh, – recruiting our kids and I, I, I want to make sure I get this out there too because our camp is inclusive of everyone you know the originally it started with an emphasis on uh, the Polynesian kids and then uh, but we, we we open it up to everybody right everybody so there's no you know doesn't matter so it doesn't matter what race you are right you know you know it's like the luau man everybody shows up <laughs> that's right we, we're feeding everybody yeah, we're feeding everybody doesn't <laughs> if you want to come eat we're yeah. gonna feed you come so, get some football we're gonna get it to you but yeah the uh, the network the experiences that we've had with all the coaches over the years has been awesome and we'll we'll, we'll continue to grow and do that you know and so and now that you you told me that you have retired from school teaching and you, you can spend more time with this i mean is that and yeah. you're just going to, I guess you're going to, as long as your health is good, you're going to continue to do it as long as you feel like doing it? Yep. Uh, actually, uh, so my big push right now, now that I have the time, is that I'm going to focus on our uh, on our foundation right now. So we're one of the primary supporters for football in American Samoa. You know, so American Samoa is an island in the South Pacific that's like 72 miles in circumference. They play football over there, right? And so now, now I know... On the mainland, no one would ever do this. But in Samoa, they're all playing with helmets that aren't certified. They, they, they're, proving that, they're proving to everybody, hey, you don't have to certify your helmet every year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, given the condition they're in, so there's not a lot right. of, there's no funding for football. Right, right, right. So it's organizations like mine that try to do whatever we can to help push whatever we can out there, you know. And so. Again, providing opportunity for yeah. using that as the hook. Exactly get these kids opportunities to and and so we'll get a we'll get a bunch of kids that come up from american samoa to our camp in fact uh, we had a high school bring their kids up they just signed uh nine of their kids to uh different colleges uh the other day you know and they posted sent it to me that uh, you know 
fact, the majority of the places that the kids got recruited to were from the coaches who coached them at the camp. And that's awesome. So the, the connection that they made there, they, that relationship that they've built, uh, and the fact that they were big, <laughs> big dudes who could run, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, and, you know, Coach was talking to me about the NIL stuff. He said, man, we're not looking for kids who, want, who are asking for NIL first. Well, the kids in the island, they're just looking for opportunity. You know, they're not, they don't care what the NIL is. You know, get, you know, parents say, hey, get them off the rock, get them into school, get them in education. You know, whatever happens after that happens, but they're just looking for that, you know, and so they're very grateful to, you know, to receive any opportunity they can to, to leave and get an education, play football, and have the opportunity to go back home and make their own contributions. And what a blessing it's been for you to have provided that many opportunities. I mean, not, you know, specifically you providing the opportunities, but, you know, you know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you, you've opened the gates and opened the doors for these kids to get them out there. I mean, that's got to be a pretty good feeling to know how many. Yeah. I mean, over the yeah. 25 years, there's no, there's no telling how many thousands of kids you've helped. We've had – we've been – we averaged about, yeah, so many. Probably never really thought about it, have you? I mean – When I look back, and you know, we're, it's, it's – the numbers are astounding, you know, in terms of kids who've come through and move on to the next level, not just to Division One, but uh, – you know, even to small colleges too. So, well, even kids that don't make it to go play somewhere, exactly. they've opened their eyes to I need to go to college. Yeah. And so that's the thing, right? So we, we, we have Division One, Two, Three, JT coaches there, prep school coaches. They're all coming out. They're looking for guys. So there's a variety, different levels that you know. I tell everybody, go where go where they want you. You know, don't get focused on. You know, if, you, if some of you guys aren't. You know, the majority of you guys aren't going to make it to a Division One school, you know, but you got several D2 schools here, guys who want to recruit you. So go where you want. Go where they want you most. Well, that's awesome, Coach. I sure do appreciate you coming on today. It was very enlightening. It is awesome to know that, that there are people out there that, that are willing to help young men and and get them to, the, to whatever level it is they can get to. And it was a pleasure meeting you, and uh, I hope we get to get together again sometime. Thank you very much. Uh, in, in closing, I just want to say if anybody's interested in contributing to the uh, the Football Islands Foundation where we provide uh, equipment for kids in American Samoa who aren't a, can't afford the, the means that we have up here, they can reach me at allpolysports.com. Thank you, Coach. That's awesome. Appreciate you. Thank you.